Andy, my dude, have you heard of the magical website builder known as Squarespace? Ugh, not another Squarespace ad. I feel like every podcast is sponsored by them. <laughs> hey, 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 don't knock it till you try it. Yes, okay, it is overhyped. But actually, it lives up to the hype. Squarespace is like a website fairy godmother. With a click of a button, your site transforms into a beautiful masterpiece. A website fairy godmother? That sounds interesting. What makes it so magical? Well, for starters, those slick templates make anyone look like a professional web designer. Pick one, customize the colors and fonts to match your brand, and voila. Plus, the drag-and-drop fluid engine is so easy, your grandma could build a site on Squarespace. Well, she did knit me a lovely scarf last Christmas. Maybe website design is next. Exactly. And when you're ready to sell your Nana's handmade scarves online, Squarespace has built-in e-commerce. Add a store with one click. Get flexible payment options. Then watch those sales roll in. And when she wants to teach others her steezy scarf skills, Squarespace's new courses feature is just the ticket. Nana can set up her curriculum and enrollments and payments in a snap and become the next e-knitting influencer. Wow, you really sold me with the grandma angle. Sign me up for that free try. Just go to thenextreel.com slash Squarespace and transform your site into a beautiful Squarespace masterpiece. Well, thanks, Pete. Even though it's overhyped, Squarespace actually sounds perfect for Nana's site's needs. Appreciate the warning on the ads, though. I'll brace myself next time I listen to a podcast. Anytime. Let me know if you need any help getting that site up and running. Andy, can you believe we've almost hit 700 episodes of The Next Reel? I know, it's crazy. And with all the other episodes in our family of podcasts, we are well over 1,200 episodes of movie conversation. It's really pretty amazing that we've gotten to have these in-depth movie chats every week for over a decade now. And we couldn't have done it without our loyal community of film fans. Their support over the years has meant so much. For sure. That reminds me, we should give the merch store a shout out. Buying shirts from thenextreel.com slash merch is a great way listeners can continue to support the show. Plus, they get to support our great designs. Absolutely. I think sometimes folks forget we have a variety of shirts, mugs, phone cases, and more available. In fact, a great place to start is with a shirt sporting the Next Reel's logo. We also have that classic Fast Times Spicoli Surf School tee, or the weirdly popular Rusty's European Tour shirt. The one from National Foods European Vacation. Why is that so popular? <laughs> Search me, but we have sold a ridiculous number of those. I guess there are a lot of Rusties taking trips to Europe? We're always adding new designs based on movies we've covered, like our brand new design for a streetcar named Desire, featuring a streetcar named Desire. So if you want to rep your love of TNR and films, head to thenextreel.com slash merch. Every purchase helps us continue to have these weekly in-depth conversations. So visit thenextreel.com slash merch today. And as always, thanks for listening and being a part of the Next Real community. We've got lots more great movie chats coming your way. It's showtime, folks. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Next Reel Saturday Matinee, our weekly show where the Next Reel team gets together to talk about news, reviews, new trailers, Pete's Pants, and the hotly debated weekly list challenge. I'm Mandy Kaplan, and I am here with Pete Wright. Pants. Pants. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think Tommy will be jealous if if we take that? Oh, pant? his Isn't pants he Tommy are pants? merciless. Merciless pants. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm also here with Steve Sarmento. Welcome. Say, say say hi to the people, Steve. Hi to the people, Steve. Good job. God, I love it when people do what I tell oh, them to do. It's really delightful. I know how this show goes. Mm -hmm. You do what Mandy says and everything goes smoothly. Mm -hmm. If you don't, then... I burn your house down. Exactly. (laughs) Yes. So we have a lot of stories to get to, but is there anything you guys are passionate, like I've been watching this amazing thing I want to share, or is there something Uh, burning? I have one. one. Yeah. And it's specifically, um, it it is um, a reckoning that I need to have with you, uh, specifically about a film that you and I talked about many moons ago that I have now seen, and I want to know if you have seen it. And that movie is Being the Ricardos. I have not, because I keep hearing bad things. (sighs) I I know. And I I have seen it. I know, Steve. And what you didn't like it, is what I understand. Did you like it? I I was... Yeah, yeah, it, it was. was a big I didn't you. hate. I didn't. I didn't hate it, but I didn't like love it. But okay. yeah, well, this I, is this is a very short conversation then, because I know I okay. didn't. I mean, I quite liked it, um, oh. but mostly, I was the last time we talked about it. Me and Mandy, we got into it a little bit about who was actually playing Lucy, and so mm-hmm. I needed to oh, know yeah. if you had any uh, thoughts on Nicole Kidman. But it sounds like you have no thoughts because you have abdicated responsibility of seeing that movie. There was something about it where I thought, yeah, that's Lucy. You know, the the footage where they do like the flashbacks to episodes of their, you know, pushing forward in time, like showing clips, you know, the famous clips that everybody's seen. But with Nicole Kidman as Lucy, I thought, yes, that that was a passable Lucy and everything. I what we get for the most of the story is the behind the scenes Lucille Ball, who is not, you know, the same person. So I. I I think yeah. the the character, you know, of Lucy, yeah, came across well. The other parts, I'm like, I, this is weird to see, you know, the the business side. Yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yes, it was it was very strange. I I think I'm an island, and I've I am I am just okay with that. I believe that I am an island. Uh, really enjoying that movie, enjoying the experience of watching that movie, and I think the performances were great. I actually think it is, you know, I think um, after Molly's Game, I actually think this is an improvement in terms of our our writer director friend. Uh, uh, what's his name? Um, what's his name? Aaron Sorkin. Yeah, Sorkin. I think Aaron this Sorkin. is a, a Sorkin improvement for me. I I I think there is a challenge getting into the movie uh, because it is so versed in a character. A, a a caricature of someone that mm-hmm. everybody thinks they know and Very it's familiar, jarring right? to see her behind the scenes but it's a movie that celebrates so many uh, I- incredible challenges to the entertainment industry and for that i really enjoyed w- watching it i thought it was i thought it was solid so i'm oh, okay good. i'm okay being an island on that one um all so. right well i have a neat segue segue alert okay uh because being the ricardos garnered Javier Bardem a SAG Award nomination. Yeah. And And I I would like to talk about the SAG Award nominations, which just came out. Okay. Right? Yes. I think it's, you know, it's tis the season for award nominations. It is awards. Yes. Here we go. This is is where we start looking at 
what's going to happen with the Oscars and looking at the other awards that are out there and, and who's getting nominated to sort of see what the trend is, because I think it's interesting because this has been a weird sort of COVID year and Looking at something like being the Ricardos, I also saw recently the Eyes of Tammy Faye oh, uh, with Jessica, mm-hmm. Ch- Jessica Chastain. And you see these films and you think this is a project where you look at this and say, I, I remember, was it last year? We had the whole thing about Oscar bait. And what does that mean? Films that are Oscar bait. Are there certain roles that are like Oscar bait? Like we're going to cast this person in this role because it's this is that performance where they're going to they're going to get a nomination and, and possibly win an Oscar based on taking on roles of these famous people. And how much can they transform themselves into that and seeing how well that pays off or not? And so I'm always intrigued by the you know SAG award nominations to see what that group is is recognizing as some of the top performances of the year. Yes, and I'm just seeing that Nicole Kidman was in fact nominated. My first scan, I missed that, so I thought it was a snub. Mm-hmm. And I, of course, love the snubs. Want to talk about those more than <laughs> I want to talk about the nomination. Point. <laughs> Real high right. point. Yeah, but she was in fact nominated. The um, thing I can't believe. <laughs> Honest to honestly, the most ridiculous, outstanding performance by a male actor in a supporting role is Jared Leto in House of Gucci. I can't <laughs> believe he was nominated for that uh, absolute. Speaking of caricature, big head carnival performance that he brought to that ridiculous movie. I can't believe it. Uh, I have not seen it, but just from the posters and the previews, he looks like, did you guys see Horrible Bosses, Colin Farrell in that movie? Yeah. Who I think is perfection and hilarious. He looks like that. And I'm like, but that's used in a really broad comedy. Yeah. You know, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that whole movie, House of Gucci, like when you listen to the to what's his name? Talk. Right. It's he doesn't talk like Lito was doing. He like you look at the poster and you imagine a tiny body kicking a soccer ball like it is so ridiculous uh, that that performance. It, it is so like wildly uh, askew from that. Mm-hmm. That whole the whole movie is is just crazy. I, I didn't care for it. I did not care for it. I, I apparently it's not a comedy, uh, but I laughed way too much. <laughs> well, it's uh, embarrassingly looking at this list. Uh, you know, I'm like, haven't seen it, haven't seen it, haven't seen it, haven't seen it. You so saw I Coda. Don't have... Tell me you saw Coda. I love Coda. Oh, my God. Um, yes. Troy, Co- oh, yeah. Troy Kotzer yes. is amazing. I just is love Is he the brother? Uh, I thought he was the, I thought he was the dad. The father? Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. Um, but I noticed, and I did see West Side Story, which I loved. I think it's perfection. And Ariana DeBose is deserving of a nomination for sure. But no Rita Moreno. Are you kidding yeah. me? The movie was like oh. a showpiece yeah. for an honoring for her. her. Oh, yeah. God. She deserves to be, she deserves every award in the book for that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, so I, yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I haven't seen Power of the Dog yet. I hear that's another one that I really, really need to see. Uh, and Passing is crushing me that I haven't seen Passing yet. Uh, Ruth Nega um, ends mm-hmm. up with a supporting role for that. Um, it looks fantastic. Um, so frustrating. Uh, Belfast, I just secured the um, uh, the rental for Belfast on Apple oh. TV Plus. This is the oh, this okay. is essentially Kenneth Branagh's uh, youth story, and so I'm excited to watch that. It looks actually uh, quite lovely, and also um, you know 
Belfast. So there's controversy. <laughs> uh, can't, can't wait to be able to talk more thoroughly about that movie. <laughs> um, I was happy to see, and please forgive me if I mispronounce the name, Young Ho Yun from Squid Game. It's no, a great performance. I don't, I don't think you're saying that. I'm almost sure it's Squid Games. Uh, isn't that oh. what, where we landed? <laughs> How on dare that? you? I'm and sorry. now that I'm looking, Science. I'm looking. Young yeah. Ho, Young Ho Yun is a is a female, so yeah. it's not the the main guy from Squid Game. No, no. Who does but she you play? Would, I mean, you would know. Because uh, I watched one Squid Game, Steve. <laughs> I haven't seen you, any Squid yeah, Game. I, I, what? I haven't watched it. Oh my goodness! Yeah, I. Yeah. No. Oh, male actor in a drama. Lee Young Jai is okay. nominated. Okay. And he's okay. fantastic and deserves it. So. No, it's, and there's what, season two is coming soon to a streaming service near us. I think they announced a season two of that. So I'm curious to see where they take it. But this is one of the things that I love about streaming is being able to bring foreign language series into people's homes and getting these you know, global, you know, actors in front of American audiences yeah. like this yeah. with really solid performances. Yes. Succession is another one I'm not watching. I, I haven't seen it. I'm told it's amazing. And Brian in the chat room has a, a great comment that I've, I'm sort of hearing that it's succession crushing it so hard might get godfathered and split too many votes. Are you guys succession fans? Yeah. No. It's hard to be fans of a show where every character is a horrible person. Everybody's the worst. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Yes, but I I watched many episodes and then I the the swearing bothered me. What is with me? It was everybody had a potty mouth. And I was like, it's just the lowest common denominator. Be creative. So oh, I thought maybe it was because they were at professional level. Right. And then the phone rang and it was the kettle calling Mandy and calling her black. Yes. Yeah. Right. What's I was going to say, is Mandy. Are you, are you sure it's not about you losing? You, you thought you were at a professional level. You realize you're only at amateur level status compared to these people on succession. Is that you, you aspire to be the professional level of potty mouth? Is you, that Steve? I know the other Mandy's the potty mouth. Oh, okay. I swear sometimes, but. Uh, not you a do, lot. You do your fair share. I mean, hey, you thanks. Know. And just like that, leading ladies are the same age as the characters in Golden Girls. This is like the thing that's breaking the internet this week, right? Yeah, right, right. Yeah, you. I meant so do, Steve you have feelings this. about that. I, I know Steve posted, but I felt like he was chumming the water. I, well, I was following up to our Betty White conversation in Golden Girls from uh, two weeks ago. Yeah. Thank you, Steve. It was really good. Yeah, I wanted to bring it back around. Thank you. Oh, I mean, don't you have feelings about it? It is crazy yeah. that society has changed so much that a woman in her 50s used to be allowed to age gracefully and with killer shoulder pads and hairspray. And now it's... Like they are still sexualized and pressured to look young. Yeah. And, you know, I I don't know. I mean, I think that um, uh, I, I feel like the second article that Steve posted, uh, the Today Show link, uh, was actually really good and super balanced because, yes, it is shocking, Sex in the City and, uh, you know, and the Golden Girls. Oh, it's so shocking. And then you look at, at people like Rob Lowe and Wilford Brimley at the same age and you look at, <laughs> yes. I mean, those were, uh, like, it's not just the women. Like, the, our standards of 
of uh, beauty and aging, uh, Denzel Washington and Mickey Rooney. I mean, stunning, stunning expectations. Is Stamos of, of in age. that article? Right. Stamos is mostly <laughs> fake right now. Like he's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, Sandra yeah. Bullock and Ann Davis, uh, Alice from Brady um, um, <gasps> Bunch. Andy Davis. Yeah. Yeah. Andy she was Davis. 43. Yeah. She was 43 when she started that role. No way. I yes. didn't read the second article. Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do oh, that. It's oh, it's crazy. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I'm Mandy, George Clooney and Jim Backus. 53 years old <laughs> from, and then cut to Gilligan, Gilligan's Island. I mean, yeah, yes. crazy. Oh it is just crazy. And uh, you know, you don't need me to tell you that George Clooney is tight. His skin is <laughs> amazing. Clooney. Wow. So Pete, do you need a minute? Maybe you two yeah. carry on. Yeah. Uh, but Steve, what are your thoughts about this? The, the way society well, has changed. So um, I'm looking at it, it differently and I'm wondering if it's that advances in medical, you know, science and nutrition and all of that are basically slowing down the aging process. Is it is it preservatives in the foods? Is it plastics in the water? Is it all of that? Is it that we have access to medical care where, you know, and we're aware of the dangers of things of like being out in the sun all the time right. and smoking, smoking and drinking and that we're, we're not. But I think it is a discussion that you have to balance out with the expectations, particularly now with social media of like, oh, look at these women in their 50s. You know, if you're a woman in your 50s and you're still not hot like the, the women there, then, oh, you know, we're setting expectations and standards, as you said. Yeah. So it is a there's there's two sides to it. But I think, you know, there's that whole thing that, you know, I think with the baby boomers, with technology and you know wanting to live longer and stay young longer, just a mindset shift happened also of it's possible to to live an active, fun life uh, into your 50s, 60s and 70s. It's mm -hmm. not like, you know, you look at this topic first came up when George Clooney turned 50 and people were like, Wilford Brimley was 50 when he started in Cocoon. You're never going to get any older and you're never going to die. Mm -hmm. And it it was that a group of people that were like they they were old and life had no meaning for them. And now they get this this youthfulness through the alien craft or whatever. It's like we don't need the aliens, Ron Howard. We're, everybody in their 50s is already young. Right. Weren't uh, they in a, a home, though, in Cocoon? Didn't they live in like a retirement yes, village? Yeah, they were in a community. Yes, exactly. And yeah, Alfred Brimley exactly. was 50? Yes. Yeah. Is that Actually he may accurate. have been he, he may have been playing older, but it's, it was that idea of the you know elderly like yeah we just sort of pushed them off over here and now I think it's forcing conversations to shift a little bit of like we were able to live a active life much longer and there's that expectation of like no just because I retired doesn't mean I have to slow down and be old right. I can still I can still be out and have fun and all of these things and it's it's very much a shift but. It, as you said, there is that expectation that also gets set with that. Of, right. Do you live up to these ideals? We still? need to meet in the middle, right? We I mean, do. you need to be healthy, but let your hair go white. Yes. Or, you know, just not um, surgerize, not a word I know, mm. not get surgery every day, but like, yeah, I don't smoke, so I have better skin and I don't go out in the sun. Like there's, you know, but trying to look 30, like as I feel, uh, uh, why can't I think of her name? Kristen Davis and Sarah Jessica Parker are. It's just uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it truly is. 
But I mean, from the posters I've seen, Cynthia Nixon seems to be letting herself age a little more naturally. Is that accurate or no? Well, she's much more, she's, she's uniquely in the the public eye in, in a different way in, in this whole mm-hmm. other chapter of her life, her, her sort of political, right. political uh, life. Yeah. Life. And so, um, I, I think she's, I, to me, it appears that she is walking that line between authenticity and Hollywood, uh, pretty well. Um, oh, so good. I'll take that. Kudos, Cynthia Nixon. Mm-hmm. She's, yeah. a, she's a winner. Yes. <laughs> Sounds like Apple TV is a winner, Pete. You want to tell us what's coming up on Apple well, TV? I, you know how excited I get about these, these, <laughs> I get excited about backroom deals. <laughs> and About uh, deals being inked. Inked deals. And this one is just, this one is interesting to me that it landed on Apple TV Plus. I guess I would have expected this to hit something like HBO Max, uh, uh, you know, or, or uh, even... Yeah, pretty much HBO Max is where I thought this would go. Apple TV lands the epic Godzilla and Titans original television series based on Legendary's MonsterVerse. Um, I'm optimistic for it because I uh, I really enjoyed the visuals in some of the recent Godzilla movies, and and uh, even if the movies I didn't I didn't care for as a whole, I think they are works of art that look really cool. Um, and I'm not as optimistic about it because. Um, you know, it comes from Chris Black, who had some struggles as showrunner with Star Trek Enterprise. Uh, I would, didn't watch Outcast, but he's going to be uh, running the show. However, um, uh, Matt Fraction, uh, along with Safe House Pictures, jo- uh, uh, Joby Herald and Tori Tunnel with Toho Company in Japan, Matt Fraction is is the um, is the big name behind Hawkeye, and that does give me problems. So I, it's, it's a real mixed bag with uh, with my emotional uh, connection to this property. It could be really great. It also could be season three of Enterprise. Um, so, uh, but it does pick up in universe uh, right after. Um, Godzilla versus Kong 2021 release. And so we should get the same, uh, you know, the same monsters an expansion of the same monsters. It's a story of a, a family trying to figure out how to make their way in a, in a universe in which monsters exist. And, uh, I, I love the, the big monster movies. I like the surprises. I, uh, and, um, uh, so I'm, I'm a big fan of the big furry, punchy, punchy, uh, squishy, squishy. And I'll take it. <laughs> Doesn't that uh, foreshadow our lists coming up? Well, I think so. And that's kind Ooh. of why I was excited so. to, to talk about this because uh, mm-hmm. now, now the record wait, has friend. started. <laughs> okay. Yes. Uh, any thoughts on the Apple TV Godzilla and Titans, Steve? Are you going to watch yes. it? I mm, probably, I'll, I'll give it. I'll give it a little sampling to see see how I feel about it. I'm I'm intrigued by the idea that they're building this around that secret organization known as Marnock. So it gives them something to hang this story on versus, oh, we've just got a bunch of monsters out in the world. There's something they can do with this as they describe it. The ex- series explores one family's journey to uncover its buried secrets and a legacy linking them to the secret organization known as Monarch. So we've got some character mm-hmm. here. So we can tell some story about this family. It'll be how much of a balance they can strike between those two, because people are going to want to show up for the big, you know, what did Pete call it? 
punchy, punchy, squishy, squishy. Mm -hmm. And if there's too much of that and not enough character, then, okay, it feels hollow. But if we skew too much towards the family and the character and are hiding the monsters too much, then it it can get boring and slow and people are going to tune it out. So I I hope they can find that that nice balance because there is a lot of potential there. We'll see how well they can execute on that if they have a good concept to drive this story forward. I think it's I, I think it's promising that Apple TV uh, is looking to spend a ton of money on these things, right? I mean, it's not like they held back with Foundation. That was a, a wonderful uh, series, and it every dollar seemed to show on screen. So uh, I'm I I think I think there's promise. It feels to me like it might be in good hands. So you know. It's almost like the reverse of when reality TV hit its peak, you know, maybe 15 years ago before streamers. But when cable was, you know, the the Duggar family and the Kate plus eight and the Octomom and all of these things, it was like it is so cheap to produce those shows that they can just spit them out. And now it's like we've swung in the other way where quality actually means something and they're going to put a lot of money into something to get big names and make something look good. So it's nice to see for creative types. Well, and speaking of expectations, right, I think our expectations now with streaming are that the same, you know, that we achieve the same spectacle that we would expect on the big stream and we expect it at home now. And so um, I, I think that's promising. I think it's great. I agree. No, no uh, controversy here. I will not disagree with you. Shall we dive into our trailers? And how? Mr. A24 goes first, doesn't he? I know, isn't that fantastic? Did you see that? I almost did not uh, because, of course, I was going to pick the Moon Knight trailer. Uh, and that mm. that would have been my 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 Oscar Isaac uh, trailer. And then I came into the rundown and saw that Mandy had already beaten me with the trailer pick. And so I went with A24. And I don't think you can lose with an A24 horror porn. I'm talking about <laughs> X. And my wife, Pearl, is next door. So I would appreciate a little discretion. I just want a- he don't know what we're doing, does he? Well, it's better to beg for forgiveness and ask for permission. Would you like to come inside? Much obliged. I want to be in the movie. Well, you can't. The story can't just change midway through. If Daddy catches us, there's no telling what he might do. My wife is not well. It happens after dark. X tells the story of a uh, a group of uh, uh, pornographic filmmakers and actors looking for a set. They find a reclusive elderly couple in an old farmhouse, and they say things like, "Ain't nobody else out there as famous like you." To people <laughs> like Brittany Snow uh, and Jenna Ortega, who are in this movie. But it turns out, no, it's not just a story of young people making porn. It's a story of an old horror lady and her husband <laughs> and the mysteries that abound as they are torn to pieces, the porno people. I don't know what is to come of it, but I saw this trailer uh, written and directed by Ty West. I got very excited. 
I, I, Ty West is a controversial figure for me. He was, of course, in Your Next. He did not write or direct it, but I did not care for Your Next, much to the chagrin of the rest of the uh, film board back in the day. <laughs> uh, but but he is behind a number of other properties that I'm kind of excited about. Wayward Pines, um, the, uh, the Scream Show. I think he did. Uh, he directed an episode of the Scream Show. He's uh, directed some Wayward Pines, uh, Outcast, um, uh, The Resident, Tales from the Loop, Them, uh, all properties that are um, th- that that uh, come with some acclaim. Uh, so I I feel like it, it might be a mixed bag, but I sure did like the look of this trailer. What'd you guys think? Well, I, I'm going to start because I felt like because I got my trailer in first, perhaps you wrote, uh, produced, directed, edited, and released this trailer just to put the A24 logo on it and get it out before mine. <laughs> 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 to which I say, Noted. well played, <laughs> well Noted. played, Pete Wright. Um, I found it very muddied and maybe that's intentional that it started off like, oh, it's like a weird Manson family. They're all in a van. They find a ranch. They're going to make a porn. I get where this is going. It's all going to be, you know, just sex and grit and dirt and, uh, and Southern accents and everybody trying to sound like Matthew McConaughey. Then it turned into a horror film with the crazy lady who just seems to be like that Beetlejuice tiny head floating on a weird body. Um, and then, I, and then I, I, I was like intrigued by that, but also felt like, what? What is this? So it, it, there's nothing about it that makes me want to see it necessarily. But if people raved about it, I would. And I like Britney Snow. I like her a lot. That's what I thought. I thought if there's going to be any entry point to this movie for Mandy, it's going to be Britney Snow. There she is. Steve, what'd you think? Steve? So what is it, Scott? It's got a 5.5 on IMDb. So. Steve, why did you look there, man? Why? <laughs> because I, with Mandy, I was along for the ride on this. I thought, okay, it's playing with these tropes because, yeah, we've got to isolate them off in the wilderness so that they're away and then weird things can happen. But then it would have been just enough, I guess, if it was just crazy old folks. But there seems to be some weird supernatural thing going on that I just don't get and don't understand why that's necessary of what this is trying to do. Because I always appreciate horror that sort of elevates or has something to say, some type of commentary. This just seems to just be playing around in, you know, 70s exploitation ground and isn't bringing anything new or saying anything new. I could be wrong and the trailer's trying to lean heavily into those expectations and maybe it'll subvert them, but I, I, I'm not optimistic about that. Preach, I think it's Steve, just... Preach, yeah. Whatever. So, it's w- way to bring it, Pete. Sir, you, Here's you went first and you got brought a bad movie. It's That's fine. Just swing. admit it. It's a big swing. <laughs> I might have brought a bad movie, but listen, I have a little bit more faith and you know I'm in uh, the, the cycle to see all the A24 movies. So, I'm, I'm working on it and this is going to be part of it. Might as well share it with the world. There you go. X. Uh, when can you see it? That's a great question. March 18th, 2022. Looks like it's a spring break movie. Oh man, I have to wait that long to not see this movie? <laughs> oh, right. Exactly. Cut it. <laughs> well, uh, I chose uh, a limited series instead of a movie. And this is this is a first for me. It's the first Shondaland show that has me very excited. I... I'm a well-known 
uh, avoider of all things Shonda Rhimes. But this is called Inventing Anna. I might have a story. Her name is Anna Delvey or Anna Sorokin. No one's sure. She's either a rich German heiress or she's flat broke. The charges are insane. Anna committed real white-collar felonies while posing as a socialite in an attempt to steal millions of dollars. Hi, Anna. I just had some questions. I have a question. What are you wearing? You look poor. She is everything that is wrong with America right now. I am famous. People are painting a public picture of me as some criminal. That's not my story. And what is your story? I'm a cold, yes, I'm a cold piece. Anna came to New York, no rich parents, no connections. Sometimes you gotta fake it till you make it. Now we get to the good part. Can I take your order? I'm a servant what they want if you Anna is a legend around here. You have to work hard to get what you want. I've always known that. Starring Julia Garner, who I think is extraordinarily talented, yet I want to punch her and I don't know why. And she looks like <laughs> Justin Timberlake. Um, Anna Klumsky, who I love, and Anna Devere Smith, who I idolize. So uh, this is the story of uh, apparently, would you say Machiavellian, this young lady who poses as a socialite and commits all these crimes and gets caught. And she has a crazy accent, as you just heard. And I'm into it because it looks like it's going to try and take down some of that Paris Hilton Kardashian, you know. Uh, yeah. Did you follow clan. the real? Did you follow the the true story? No, of, I know of, nothing. So Anna Sorokin uh, was the Russian. Uh, she's she is. Uh, she was originally Russian. She was convicted of fraud in Germany. I mean, she ran the table between 2013 and 2017. She she pretended to be Anna Delvey, um, this German heiress. And mm. um, it, she, you know, ended up with spending time in prison and uh, these huge fines. And uh, she's she was deported into in Germany. And the stories of her fraud are legion. Um, and so I, oh. this was, I'm, I'm almost sure there was a podcast about it because why wouldn't there be a podcast about a story like this? It's an incredible right. story, uh, and absolutely worth, uh, worth checking out. I am fascinated about, about, um, uh, this series. I think it, I hope that it does justice to the level of her duplicity, um, because she's a fascinating character and evildoer. Uh, and, and I love the music in that yeah. trailer. Oh, that yeah. was great. It was a great trailer. Paced well, got me into it, left enough to the imagination. What'd you think, Steve? I, I'm i excited about this type of thing because it's, I don't know, I love interesting characters like this. I, I felt like, oh, are we going to have another discussion about weird accents again on this show? But I'm willing to let it go because I, I don't know. It reminded me a lot of uh, the Bling Ring, again, oh, of like, uh -huh. yeah. Young people, this whole lure of like fame and wealth and just like, okay, rules of society don't care. I'm going to just play this game to the best of my ability and and ride this wave as long as I can. So, I yeah, I'm really interested to see sort of getting to know this character. I love that it's sort of a, a limited series because it tells me that we're going to spend some time 
with the, with these characters getting into the story a little bit more. This is, you know, I love when a limited series will do that. Right now I'm working my way through Dope Sick, which is, you know, as a limited series, it's like you can t- take your time to tell a story and tell it well, rather than trying to cram something like this into like a two hour biopic where you're just really shortchanging everything. So I'm I'm really excited about this. She she was just released from Albion Correctional Facility in February of 2021. So she's out of prison. Spoiler alert. Oh. I know, and, which is fascinating. You know who else she was in prison with? Uh, well, I don't know if she was in. No, this was this would have been a different time. But she was the her prison uh, was also prison to uh, Long Martha Island Lo, Long Island Lolita Amy Fisher. Oh, <laughs> oh <okay>. wow! <laughs> so uh, noted inmate of Albion Correctional Facility. Why do I feel like that's a reality show people would watch? The two of those (laughs) just teaming up to see what happens. (laughs) Absolutely. Brought to you by the Roku channel. Yeah. Or Quibi. That would be a Quibi. um, With Paris Hilton and Nikki, The Simple Life. The Simple Life. Oh, yes. Yeah. Very simple life. (laughs) I have to tell you. orange jumpsuit. When you are ready to check it out, it is uh, being released on Netflix February 11th. What'd you got, Steve? I got something stupid, ridiculous, fun to bring because there's just this is a type of film that I I don't know how to classify it. It just seems like a lot of fun. Uh, This is Studio 666. Foo Fighters, you got to get me a record. It's our 10th album. We got to break the mold on this one. Let's Let's go somewhere we've never been. This place is amazing. Do you guys get this overwhelming sense of death? Doesn't really seem like the right fit. Whoa, that's rad. That was weird. The sound of this house is the sound of album 10. All right, all right, you guys, amps, living room. Let me apologize in advance for all the rock we're about to make. Got a couple of ideas I've been working on. I'll lay them on you. Dude, wait, 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 wait. It's called Everlong, and you wrote it about 20 years ago. <laughs> so I don't know if you're Foo Fighters fans. I don't know if you're Dave Grohl fans, but there's just something about the heart of this film and that just makes me laugh and smile that you can make a movie about when was the last time we had like rock stars or a rock band playing themselves in a movie it seems very 70s or something right, right? The monkeys the beatles yes oh, exactly stop. somebody I, intern please make a note this is list candidate for next week oh, i'm making a note <laughs> all right i already have ideas i'm on Excellent. Fire. Okay. Yeah. There, there we go i mean this just i i love dave girl the fact that you know, the story is, hey, they've got to make their 10th album. And so they they move into this house that is clearly haunted with all kinds of evil things. And it's going to play with the horror and the gore, but it's still in a lighthearted way. I I just I'm finding myself laughing at this in all the best ways. So I actually I actually would have picked this trailer, but I saw just the logo and Dave Grohl's face and I thought, well, that's a joke. Maybe it's probably just a teaser for their next album. And I didn't even press play. I am so excited that this movie exists. I don't care how great it is because the trailer might actually have been enough of an artifact of the story for me just to know that it's out there and yes. that he's in it. I, you know, okay, I'll, I'll send him, I'll send him 10 bucks. I'll spend, I'll spend the money for the streaming, <laughs> but I just love that it exists. It does. It looks fun and frivolous and stupid. And, 
and honestly, one of my my great internet loves is to surf YouTube for audience footage of Dave Grohl bringing children up from his audiences in concerts and letting them play the drums. Um, yes. Those oh, yeah. are so good. Like he, I don't know how he does it, but he's just such a generous human being um, that I, I don't know. I, I don't have enough great things to say about, uh, or I have too many great things to say about Dave Grohl and yeah. Foo Fighters and what they, what they do to, to fill the show. So I'm excited about it. I'm totally in for it. So stupid. I didn't even watch the trailer until you picked it. <laughs> well, I used to live in his neighborhood and see him all the time. And he is such a regular guy, always with his kids, always just no ego, just out at a burger place. He's He really seems to just be a man of the people. So I've always had a soft spot. Uh, I'm not a huge Foo Fighters fan, but I thought that this movie was that thing like that I loved as a kid, like the monkeys or when famous people would play themselves on Scooby-Doo or like, yes. you know, like it's really mocking fame and ego and all of those things. And yet, you know, maybe we'll actually be freaky, but it looked more like a comedy to me. And I really enjoyed the trailer. I liked it. I want to see it. Well, people can watch this horror comedy type thing uh, when it comes out in theaters February 25th, 2022. Love it. Excellent work. Excellent. Um, are we ready for a game? Game. Games. Games. <laughs> so, Squid Games. Um, Squid Games? Oh, no. Oh, God. Th through a whole podcast, Steve. I mispronounced it. Through a whole podcast. Yeah. Uh, is my internet glitching? No, you nope, you're good. You're okay. good. I, I was just wondering if you were mispronouncing squid or game and how you would mispronounce either of those words. <laughs> I called it squid games with it, mm. you know, Keanu Reeves. Ah, um, okay. Okay. So last time I hosted, which was two weeks ago, there was much discussion about uh, how many movies Mandy hasn't seen or won't see or knows nothing <laughs> about and how she doesn't really seem to enjoy movies at all. So <laughs> I have titled this game, Have I Seen It or Not? <laughs> no. <laughs> These are all major, huge movies that everyone in the world has seen. But have I? It is up to you two to decide. And you are going to work as a team. I'm going to name a movie. You only have 30 to 40 seconds, gentlemen. Oh, 30, okay. 30 to 40. It can't go on and on <laughs> to decide, has Mandy seen this? Okay. Is there any okay. sort of criteria you can give us? Like, can you give us any sort of mulch for the field to, to let us know? These are like, movies. Yeah, these are movies that come up at dinner parties that people refer to as like, oh, I've seen it a thousand times. And then they look yeah. at me and I go, I've never uh -huh. seen it. And then okay. everyone goes, oh, you've never seen it? Yeah. That's what these movies are. Okay. So you know. I'm worried that my, my gut is just going to be, no, Mandy's never, never seen this movie. They could all be no's, guys. You don't they know. It could be. All we right. just got to, Pete, we got to watch out for like the, the obvious clues, like was Sandra Bullock related yeah, to the, right. any, okay. in any mm -hmm. aspect of this movie? Yes. Right. Sandra Bullock so adjacent factor. films. That's what we're yes, looking for. Yes, exactly. Right. All right. There we go. I'm so multifaceted. Here we go. <laughs> Have I seen it or not? Citizen Kane. Oh. 
Wow, she's bringing out the big uh, yeah, guns. I know. I, I think the, I think the answer is going to be no. I think is it going to be no? Is it going to be she started it and fell asleep, so that counts as a no? Is oh, that, that be? Is that does that count? <laughs> no, I'm adding complications unnecessarily. Okay. I say we go with no. We go with. No. I think it's old. It's old and black and white and scratchy, and yeah. she's going to say it's overrated. Yep. Is that your final answer? Yes, that's the final answer. Answer is yes. No. I've seen it many times. What? Oh, what? I love many it. times. Yeah. What? Old and scratchy and beautiful, and I love it. Okay. Well, okay. Yeah. All right. Fine. And so just we're to off to right. a terrible it's start. It's a sled. But yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yeah. You could have found that on Reddit. Um. <laughs> okay. What about The Exorcist? Man, now I oh, feel like my she, game she is totally thrown. Because no, she's, she's it's it's all scary, gross. You know that's not her thing. We know that she's not a big fan of the the creepy horror stuff. This one's too. This one's too dark and and disturbing. I think mm-hmm. for her mm. with supernatural craziness. She did watch Squid Games. <laughs> Oh man, I'm doesn't, really that poor. doesn't have spinning heads and children and yeah. I, I think be, it's a no, but really okay. I'm yeah. I'm gonna go with you on this, Steve. Uh, but uh, our friendship may uh, may part ways. Okay, I need that. an answer, gentlemen. The answer is no. It is my favorite scary movie of all time. <laughs> I've seen it many times. Oh my gosh. <laughs> My pencil Pete? is taking the day off over here. <laughs> Pete, could you cue up some of those uh, studio oh, music cues? Because no. I think I'd do better on that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, the logo game. You liked that, right? Yeah, the I logo. Yeah. That. No, but it's okay. better than this. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> All right. Here we go. This is There's always All redemption. Right. Yeah. Top Gun. Okay. Okay. Um. See this this is one that I think I I I would have expected her to start with Top Gun yeah. in this in this quiz. I think she threw us with the Exorcist and Citizen Kane. And Citizen Kane. I think the answer is yes. I think the answer is yes. She meant to shake the trees a little bit. She meant to put us off our balance. And I think she's I think she has seen Top Gun. I think she has too. All right, we're going to go with a yes. We go with yes. I have never seen Top Gun. Oh, for crying what? out loud. I know. When you were a teenager, wasn't it like on cable TV all the time? Screw cable you TV. Really bringing- Did you not have friends who dragged you to movies? Yeah, exactly. I yes. didn't have cable growing up. My mom okay. waited until I went to college and then ordered it the day I moved out. <laughs> and I'm, that's not a lie. Because uh, she hated me. Um, y'all, I've never seen Top Gun. No interest. Wow. Okay. No interest. Um, no interest. Hmm. Face off. Okay. Face, Face off. off. See, I feel like that would be something that like Tommy would have made her watch for some reason as research for 30, <laughs> 30 nights. I think. <laughs> I, I don't know that I stick with that. I stick with that. Uh, that I truck with that logic, Steve. I, I don't know that it makes sense at all. Um, no, it doesn't. But, but nothing about this game makes sense for us, Pete. So no, we're we're um, in the we're in the mirror dimension now, Pete. All is, rules is, are gone. Boy, that's the truth. The problem is, it's a Nicolas Cage movie. 
right? Yes. That's, that's really the the complicating factor because there is a bit of, I think, subversive glee that Mandy is going to get in telling us how much she loves Face Off. And, and so I I'm, worry. I'm going to need an answer, gentlemen. Oh, for crying out loud, there's too much pressure. Um, what do you think, Steve? Are you a no? Are you a hard no? I, no, I'm a yes. I'm going to go yes. yes. Okay, we're going to go yes, yeah. Mandy. Final answer. I've seen Face Off. Is that that's your final answer? Yes, yes. Yes, that is correct. I love Face Off. Oh, <gasps> yay. So we got I, one and right. I do get glee telling you that. Thank you. Outstanding. <laughs> Outstanding. Yes. <sighs> yep. What okay. about Animal House? Oh. I, I, I think that's a no. I think that's a no. You think that's a no? Yeah, you don't I think, think that's the... an easy one to have missed. True. All right. I'll let you take the lead on that one. I'll go along with this. Andy? We say no. You have not seen Animal House. I have not seen Animal House. Okay. All, All right. right. All right. That's good. All that's right. a good reset. Two in a row, guys. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. It's great. Right. Well, how egotistical is this game on a scale in, in, of one <laughs> to all oh, about Mandy? It is enormously yeah. egotistical. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now, this is the, uh, <laughs> the Mandy Kaplan uh, narcissist game of fame. Is, is there we three. go. <laughs> okay. What about a little known film called Fight Club? Oh. Wow. Can I phone a friend? Feel like this is, I couldn't have done this with Tommy on on the show. No, no. I was gonna, or Katie, I was, yeah. I was gonna yeah. text no. Parlin. Yeah. Um, oh, or Parlin. Yeah. Let's see. Fight Club. I have friends. Fight Club, nineteen ninety nine. This was one that see. This is one that didn't wasn't huge in theaters and like found its life on you know DVD. So it's po- it was been possible for her to miss it in theaters. I know. It's just whether or not she like caved into peer pressure of like everybody's watching this on on dvd yeah i worry about that and i'm super biased because you know it's one of my like top three favorite movies and so i feel like everyone should have seen this movie and it would be foolish for me to assume otherwise but i do assume that everyone has seen this movie is it too bro-y for her too much of the bros there's so much bro yes oh there's a lot of bro seen it or not no that's what do you what whoa. do you think, Pete? What do you uh, think? Pete? I'm gonna go with you, no? Steve. I'm going with you. Okay. Yeah. I could never watch Fight Club. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> could okay. never watch it. Could, could never watch it. That's the, the violence. The violence. Yeah. Like I, I like I know it's weird. I have weird hiccup or you know, uh phobias and stuff. I couldn't watch that kind of okay. violence. Oh no. Um how about nine to five? <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. you've seen nine yes. five. Absolutely. Yes. I, I don't feel like we need to discussion. You're gonna think this is crazy, but I've seen it like 175 times. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course you have. And yes. you're right. Absolutely, you have. Okay. What about ET? Ooh. Oh, this is a tough oh. one. Wow, E.T., how would you how would you possibly like let's how do you paint a picture of a world in which Mandy and we all share the same rough generation mm-hmm. Mandy would miss E.T. What does a world look like like that? I can't oh, I, no. I, see 
it's possible, but I also have to we also have to factor in then Mandy could have missed it in her youth, but as a parent, is that something that there would have been like, oh, let's watch this as a family. It's a good family. I didn't see yeah. it. Let's let's watch this with with the offspring of, That's like, to have this experience together. So I think there's two to- there's there's two ways of accessing this, and I'd have to say one of those had to have yielded a viewing. I think you're right, Steve. Right? I'm going to go with you on this one. And, and I think that means our answer is yes. This is why being a parent has ruined my life. Because yes, of course I've seen E.T. <laughs> but I should have never had a kid because then you wouldn't have known that answer. That's, but actually, I, that's absolutely true. I saw true. it many times in my youth and I saw it now. I love it. Okay. All right. Let's end with, as everyone should, Schindler's List. Ooh. Huh. Oh, Schindler's List. I think the answer to that is yes. You don't think the two... Well, I guess there's not a lot of violence not in it, but you intensity. wouldn't know that if you hadn't seen... There is intensity, and would that have been enough for her to say, eh, Holocaust, genocide, not, not something I want to go see. Too brutal, too violent. Because they kept her away from the fight club. It, factor, it kept her away from Fight Club, but I think this is just a different movie. I think there is a certain yeah. uh, uh, importance to the whole gestalt around Schindler's List. Like, I just think okay. there's a thing. I, I, I feel like this is one that Mandy would have said, I have to see this movie, even if it's only once. What do you think? Final mm. answer? We go with, yeah, yeah, we'll say yes. Yes, you have. Yes seen it yes you are correct but have you I only saw seen Schindler's it once? List. you are absolutely correct i could never watch it again nailed it, it. shook that me to my like core bonus point Pete. yeah and here's a fun fact i saw it it came out when i was in college and i'm jewish and my college boyfriend was of german descent and we went to see it together full oh. circle guys wow full circle oh, wow did you walk out together yeah yeah oh good Good. Yeah. Full circle and, and the circle is closed. That's good. All right. I just, I really just wanted to sing the Greatest American Hero theme yeah. song. So thank you for <laughs> no, giving me that chance. <laughs> for making I that just, dream come true. I've already made it my ringtone. Oh, bless your heart. <laughs> All right. Uh, a couple of things I need to get off my chest. If you're not a member but would like to become one, head over to thenextreel.com slash membership. The most it will cost you is $5 a month. Members get access to live streams as we record, early access to shows in your very own personal podcast feed, access to the super secret member channels in Discord, member bonus episodes, and even stickers. And if you're wondering what movies The Next Reel is going to be talking about in the coming weeks and months, you can visit our HQ page on Letterboxd, where you'll find a list of all the movies in the 2021-2022 season. And while you're there, Letterboxd is offering a discount to anyone listening to The Next Reel. Just use the code NEXTREEL at checkout, and you can upgrade your Letterboxd account to pro or patron with a 20% off discount. This discount also works for renewals. That is all I needed to get off my chest, guys. Outstanding. Oh, should we do our lists? This was such a hard list. It was such a what? hard list. Yeah, yeah. What? Do you know why? Because my cup runneth over. There's so yes. many. Yeah. So many. Okay. Way too many. Oh, and I get to go first. Right. That's you amazing. Do. Let's, oh. 
Suspense has been built. Let's go. So the way I approach this, uh, I, I approach this by not not even so much the degree to which the creature is like best, like the creature is is itself, its design is is incredibly you know terrifying necessarily, but but more by the level of anxiety that I have carried with me since I saw this movie. Mm. Does that make sense? So. There are From a man who hosts a podcast about all his anxieties. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. No, so believe maybe we should me, this, blame this, these this movies. Is <laughs> right over uh, right across the plate for me, this list. So the first yeah. one, uh, I'm I'm going back in time uh to a, an anthology film uh in the year the Halcyon Days, the summer days of May 1987. Uh it is it classified as a comedy horror anthology film from director Michael Gornick. And uh one of the sequences in this film is called The Raft. I'm talking about Creep Show Two. Oh, Creep Show yes. Two. Oh two. You, you may you may not know, uh listeners of the show, I have a real thing about lakes, in particular lakes. I don't like lakes. I don't like swimming in lakes. I don't like the water of lakes. I don't like being on boats on lakes. I don't like anything about lakes. I don't like them. I don't like algae blooms. I don't like seaweed. Nothing. I don't Do you like Lake Lake Bell? I like Lake Bell. Ricky Lake. Yes. No, she's Carmen. Yeah, like Ricky Lake. Okay. I like Ricky Lake. So, okay. All right. I don't like non-human <laughs> lakes. Can we say that? Uh, mm-hmm. To specify non-human lakes, don't care for them. This movie has four college kids. They're driving out in maybe high school, but they sure look like uh, adults. And they drive out and they leave their car door open. Anxiety number one, why would you leave your car door open? And then you swim out to the raft that's in the middle of this lake. And the music's on. Like, this, it's so stupid. And then, of course, the lake blob is not an oil slick, kids. No, it is a slow motion floating hunting machine and it dissolves every living thing that gets into it and uh, chases them and seeps up through the raft. It's just horrifying. And that's one that has been with me since 1987. Absolutely since 1987. I can feel your anxiety as you talk about it. I don't care for it. Not one single bit. So creep show two. The raft. All right. Um, I went an entirely different direction. I went with children's films. <laughs> and uh, you the can't first, say E.T. The first thing that occurred to me was a movie that Casey loved when he was like six years old. He doesn't really remember it now, which breaks my heart. It's a really good I think it's Pixar. Uh, it's called Big Hero 6. And it was yes. really well done. And evil inventors make these like nanobots. And they're all like these little scientific black chips that can like move on their own and suffocate a person and and cover a city. And, and they're really cool. It was it was very um, it was scary for Casey, who was like six, and it was somewhat scary for me, and I was, you know, 25. Um, but <laughs> why, what? Is someone laughing? No. But um, I just, that was like, for some reason, the first thing that occurred to me was like, ooh, those weird things. Do you, Steve, you've seen it? Oh, yeah. Big oh, yeah. Hero 6? Yeah. Yes. A lot of fun. Yeah. And dangerous. That was dangerous. This was the letter of the no, list. It, it, it absolutely yes, nailed it was the letter non, of the list. Non, oh. non, non, non-human and dangerous. I'm so yes. glad. 
It makes me think Steve. my list was wrong. I, I hope Steve <laughs> went for a, for something that, <laughs> that balances us out. You be your own man, Pete. You don't need Steve to validate you. Oh, That's man. Right. Yes, I do. <laughs> okay. Well, I, this was okay. So I, I looked at the subject of this and said, okay, what can I do with this? Knowing that we're hedged in a corner, I don't know. There's a lot of things that Pete can't pick. And I thought, let's let's have fun with this list. Um, let's do something that people may not be expecting. So I'm going to start off by saying, don't let them fool you. Paddington, Winnie the Pooh, they are a menace. They create the illusion that bears are sweet and cuddly creatures. And this leads some people to believe that these animals need protection. Or even worse, these people come to believe that after spending time out in the wild with bears, they can gain the trust of them. And if you don't believe that bears are dangerous, non-human creatures, then I suggest you watch Werner Herzog's 2005 documentary about the tragedy of Timothy Treadwell, Grizzly Man. Steve. All right. Steve. Oh, Steve. You just wanted to say Werner Herzog. Werner Herzog. I did. And if I, if I could do the accent, I would have done the accent. <laughs> For that, Werner say. What did Werner say? Well, it God. is. It's a. If if you're not familiar with the document, it is. It is a heartbreaking film because this guy actually thought he was like bonding with these bears, and then the bears eat him and his girlfriend, and it's captured on camera. Yeah. They don't show the footage. They don't show the footage. They don't show the audio. Any of that. Werner is very respectful of this, but it it just highlights the point of. When we anthropomorphize these animals, people think like, oh, they're cute and cuddly. And these bears look that they're doing these things like I see them doing cartoons and in movies. And it's like, no, these are dangerous, yeah. wild creatures and don't mess with them. I am so guilty of that. And I watch all those things where they're like, he raised this lion as a cub and now he found yeah. him again in the wild. And they run yeah. to each other to a Whitney Houston song and I cry and I love it. But yeah. we don't see the videos of how many Douchebags have tried to do that and been mauled. <laughs> right, exactly. they, right? They go yes. out in the forest or the jungle right. and they find the creature and they get yeah. mauled by that. Right. Exactly. So, Awful stories. Awful. But I will eventually die that way because I'm too trusting. I would stick my head in a tiger's mouth. I'm like the Siegfried and Roy of the podcast. <laughs> Full okay. Dark take. That's a dark take, yeah. but that's okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. Does get mean us it's out my of this, turn? Pete. Um, okay, second in my list of horror creature anxiety uh, movies. What is it going to be? I think it's we're going to go to space uh, because I don't care for space. And I, I started not caring for space when I learned that when you are weightless, your blood could actually start going the other way in your veins, like the wrong direction, because gravity has a really important role and uh, in, in, you know, living. And so I don't care for space. I was already done with space. And then a little film uh, happened in 2017 from director Daniel Espinoza. Now, Daniel Espinoza um, I've, has, is kind of a mixed bag for me, too. I really enjoyed Safe House. That was fun. Um, didn't like Child 44 so much. We're on the record as not liking that. <laughs> uh, a couple years later, he directed a movie called Life. And in Life, we meet a new life form that is so cute and stringy. And then it grows, and it has a name, Calvin. It's a Calvin the Jellyfish Space octopus monster and as it grows it becomes like a space blob and it eats everything there is a scene 
when Calvin is wrapping around an astronaut as the astronaut is trying to get back into the International Space Station and Calvin breaks the coolant something on the spacesuit and the, the spacesuit starts filling up in the helmet and the astronaut is drowning in space because the coolant in the helmet while the octopus jellyfish is circling around and we just going all around the spacesuit and it's gross and horrible and terrifying. I didn't... And what was this movie called? The movie is called Life. Okay. The movie is called Life from 2017 and it is not... I I just want to say this. It's not a great movie. Right. It's not a great movie. It's better than Child 44, but it's not great. It has a great creature. I really enjoyed what they did with Calvin. It is uh, a nightmare octopus jellyfish creature. I've just added nightmare to it. The nightmare octopus (laughs) jellyfish creature. I don't care for it. Rebecca Ferguson, Jake Gyllenhaal, Ryan Reynolds. It's a movie that you haven't heard of, uh, Mandy, because it came and went very, very fast. Uh, in gotcha. 2017. Yeah. Uh, so there it is. Ugh, Doesn't life. sound like one for me. Calvin. Oh, Calvin's the worst. And uh, it's kind of like well, that, actually. They do that because they do that thing. Oh, it's so cute. We're learning so much about this creature in life. And oh, God, why yes. is it eating your face? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Deep breaths. Go to your happy place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next one has all of it right there in the title. And I know we've talked about it on the podcast before, but I forgot about that rule. And this was the second one that occurred to me. And Casey helped me with this list. It is Mitchell's versus the Machines. <laughs> oh, great. Oh, yes. Great, great, yes. Pick, great movie. Love the movie. And it is scary to think of our technology taking over. Oh, destroying all of humanity mm-hmm. and enslaving it. Yes, exactly. Non- oh. We're oh, looking at you, I'm, Meta. I'm I'm <laughs> sensing a theme here with oh, Mandy's you know me non-human, so well. non-human yeah. creatures of destruction. Okay. Mm-hmm. What you got? All right, Steve. I've got one kiss. When catastrophes happen and we want to describe the epic scale, we often say it's of biblical proportions. So I bring a destructive animal of biblical proportions, truly Old Testament destruction, because how cruel is it to bash in William H. Macy's face with a rain of frogs in 1999's Magnolia? Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Yeah, there's another one. Mm -hmm. Nope. Cue Mm -hmm. the new anxiety. Didn't even think about rain of frogs. You could just be walking down the street and just bam, there they go. There they go. It's all about the frogs. Well, that was easy. All right, Pete. Is it my my turn? The last one. Keep doing your your deep deep breathing. I'm worried about you. This is is the worst. This is the worst. Uh, Ed Young is a fantastic uh, science Pulitzer Prize winning uh, science journalist. Um, And he's wonderful. He's been doing some incredible work during COVID, but he, he won the Pulitzer, his first of many Pulitzers before that. He also wrote a book called I Contain Multitudes, The Microbes Within Us and a Grander View of life. And it is, it tells the story of the tens of trillions of microbes of the biome that exists inside your body um, that you can't live without. Well, that's a, that's a true thing. Like this is a science book. It's not, 
It's not fiction and it's horrible. It's, it's not scary, it, right? No, it is terrifying. Yeah. It's freaking terrifying, Steve. Uh, it's like some, you know, we're made up of some 40 pounds of us is actually biome of microbes and <laughs> disgust and filth. And I can't, I don't like thinking about it that much, which brings me to Steven Spielberg. In 2005, Steven Spielberg did an adaptation of a classic, classic tale of horror and ended it with Morgan Freeman saying essentially the premise of Ed Young's book. In the end, what took down the alien creatures was the billions of microbes that we live with every day. That's right, it's War of the Worlds. The aliens were killed by our own microbes. I'm talking about microbes, the non-human animal creature that is horrifying microbes steven spielberg's war of the worlds all right yes all right yes um well just because i am following a theme my last animated children's movie with uh non-human dangerous creatures uh, came out, I think, in 2016, I want to say, starring the voice of Jim Parsons and Steve Martin and Rihanna. And it was called Home. And it was not good. But my kid loved it, so I had to watch it 100 times. <laughs> and it's about aliens trying to take over the world again. But wait a minute. Oh, that was, that, you didn't like that one? Uh, not really. Huh. I thought the alien was super cute, right? Didn't we like that? He was, can I come I, into I the have, outside now? That was that one? I did yeah. not see that one. No. I'm well, just disappointed because I thought. I thought was cute, but yeah. I. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was movie. expecting more technology in this one. I thought Mandy was going with an all tech no, theme all here. I know all animated, but I thought you were going to layer it up. You're going to up the game. Well, there's That's a lot right. of technology well, in that. In yes. Casey's with aliens, one, yes. Casey wanted me to put Ron Gone Wrong, but I couldn't sit through it, so I couldn't. I haven't seen that one yet, so we're not Ooh. we're not crazy about that. No, hmm. no, but that that's Casey's. He, he was he was pretty proud of himself because it was tech and animated. So okay, he's okay. smarter than I am. <laughs> All right, Steve, bring us home. Okay, the worst, the absolute worst, is the cold-hearted killer, the one that disposes of human life without a care or concern for its victims. A creature that will arrogantly go about its business, causing its prey to divert its path into a precarious position, and then our heartless creature will stare them in the eye, revealing its cold, dead heart, and casually drop them into the cold waters below when you are the dog in Beetlejuice. <laughs> so dramatic! Deadly, non-human creature <laughs> kills Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis heartlessly by stepping off of a beam of wood, plummeting that car off the bridge. It's horrible. I don't horrible know if creature. I would say heartlessly, thoughtlessly, I'll give you. Heartlessly, really? Yes. Carelessly, There's that maybe. look. There's that look. No, he knows what he's doing. <laughs> Maniacal Beetlejuice. I did. I never thought. I need to rewatch the movie with that in mind. The whole, uh, you know, Danny LaRusso rewatch of Beetlejuice <laughs> with the dog being the antagonist. I never saw that. Coming. Yes. Yes. All right. Did anybody have any alternates? <sighs> what didn't make the list? Um... Yeah, well, the blob, but I went with Calvin. Um, mm -hmm. The uh, yes, 
just <laughs> attack the block uh is a fantastic movie and in it there are gorilla wolf looking creatures that are so beautifully i think articulated in this movie they're so they're completely black uh like shad like moving shadow monsters but their mouths glow in the dark like uh, mm. old school and they open it's just full of teeth so you get mm. these these creatures running that have just open mouths they're really horrifying and in the they're they're called they they don't really have a name and coming out of the movie they're called gorilla worth gorilla wolf mother effers <laughs> and that's just their yes. canonical name mm-hmm. i thought those were were really good uh and then i asked andy for a little bit of advice uh, because there were so many and I thought, you know, let's go back to our aquatic killers movies that we talked about on the show. Were there any mm-hmm. giant holes that he felt like I should make sure that we fill here? And the one that he and I agreed most violently on that we missed and must re and must record a show on is 1980s alligator in which they flush the tiny alligator down the toilet and it becomes a 36 foot creature that's destroying New York. And so yes. that was a big one for us. That's oh. all of mine. There you go. I thought of uh, Little Shop of Horrors. Oh, but not animated. That's a good one. Correct. Yeah. That's why okay. it didn't make my list. That I, It was like one of my first thoughts, and then I bumped it to my alternate spot. Okay. Steve, any alternates? No, because I received much help with my list and we got into a ridiculous theme of like the unsuspecting killers in these movies. And uh, I got those three and said, I'm good. Right. Done. Uh, so for next week, I know that uh, our secretary who was taking minutes mm-hmm. wrote down rock stars playing themselves based on the Dave Grohl Foo Fighters yeah. movie. The Dave Grohl list. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yes. Other ideas I had were directors directing their spouses or significant others. <laughs> oh, that's oh, a good I love one, that too. one too. That's a yes. great list. I wonder. I mean, that I, is a good. Oh, do I know enough. I well, I guess the internet helps. Oh, the internet wow. can help you with that. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. So okay. it's it's just directors directing their significant others. We don't have to get into the sexy sexy times right. part of it, right? Okay. Probably a bonus I mean, if there's. I mean, you I know, will. If they had to, yeah. yeah. There, there, oh, there will be. Yes. Don't okay. Have to, um, but yeah, especially sex scenes or, or nude scenes of some sort. Um, the other yeah. one that I wrote down was awards movies, not movies that win awards, but movies about awards in some way, shape, or form. Oh. Oh, about people winning in an award mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or or trying mm. to win an award or something like that. So that was that's mm-hmm. what I had on my list. Oh, I don't know that I that's like it tough. as much as either of the other two there, but it's out there. Well, what do you guys think? Well, Pete doesn't get a vo- vote in this one because he's on next week. It oh, looks like. Rudd. OK, you're right. Yeah. So we got to figure like we got it. So you got Pete, Tommy and Rob next week. So what do we, you know, Rock Pete gets a little playing themselves might be more fun. Just, you know, fun references and fun yes. movies. Because it's uh, yes, because you get you get cameos that can happen. It's yeah. not like the whole yeah, main story big, that gives them. Yeah. Yeah. It gives you yeah. something fun to do. Yeah. All right. I think we can do that. There we go. Okay. okay. So how do you how are we framing? How are you phrasing that? Rock, rock stars, stars playing, playing themselves. themselves. That's it. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that was Keep easy. We didn't, we didn't need to really. Yeah. Okay. No, we, <laughs> we don't, don't need to, to litigate this. No. You're right. I'm sorry. I'll no. back away. <laughs> Anything you guys want to plug? 
Uh, well, I, I'll just say in terms of the the next real show, we're in the middle of um, we're about. I guess we're about to uh, continue our story of journalist movies, uh, which is oh. really fun. And um, so I'm I'm excited about the movies that we are talking about right now. We finished our Anne Hui series, and now we're doing uh, um, in, in the middle of some journalist stuff. It's a short series, uh, but it's uh, it's fun all the same. Great. And Steve? JJ and I are cooking up a new batch of Trailer Rewind that may not be called Trailer Rewind. We're <gasps> switching things up and we may go with a new title on Rewind. this as well. Yes. So we're meeting and discussing and coming up with some fun ideas of, of the next phase of this show, Trailer Rewind. Um, yeah. So that's what we've got in the works. So this spring coming to a podcast device of your choosing. Uh, so we've got some work to do on structure and get, we're started building out the lists of movies that we'll be getting out there but it's uh, still a project in, in gestation but we're working on it so that'll keep an eye out very Great. excited and as always you can hear me co-hosting the man cave with mandy fabian uh new episodes drop every monday and squid game was a fun episode so I would squids, one out squids game? Most recent. Squids oh. games. Squids games. Steve, Yay. I'm having technical difficulties. I can't hear you, Steve. Yay, sports ball. <laughs> um, I just love right. it when Mandy hosts the Saturday's matinees. Oh, so no, the Saturday matinees is, is fun. Keeping it rolling. Ouch. It, it, j- being in part of this family, I do feel like I have just a bunch of big brothers, and I like it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we are signing off, so I will say stay safe out there. Steve? Hondos. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I can't do any better than that. Thanks, everybody. Smash that like button. Smash it, like, and subscribe. I love the conversations that so many of our hosts have had on their shows. Steve and JJ on Trailer Rewind, Ray and Ocean on Silver Linings, even Tommy's short-lived No, No, Wait, Hear Me Out. And so many films they've discussed started out as a book, a play, or even a TV series. Well, now you can support our whole family of podcasts by using our new Originals page to buy the original source material used to inspire films covered on our shows. Just visit thenextreel.com slash originals. Your purchases made through our links give us a small commission at no extra cost to you and allow us to keep having these fantastic conversations. It's a wonderful way to support the show. Producing these podcasts week after week require a ton of work behind the scenes. If you'd like to help support our efforts, try using our Originals page when shopping for books and movies that we've covered. It's your one-stop shop for Amazon and Apple links where you can buy the book, play, video game, movie, etc. upon which the movie is based. Original material for trailer rewind movies like If Beale Street Could Talk, The Goldfinch, Aniara, or The Two Faces of January. Or Silver Linings movies like Repo Men, which was based on the repossession Mambo. Plus, by using those links to buy books, Amazon and Apple show us a little bit of love, which allows you to support our family of shows with minimal effort. Visit thenextreel.com slash originals. It's a fantastic way to support the show and find a great book to read. That's right. Head over to thenextreel.com slash originals to find your next read and get started today. Get started today.